0: We're at the midpoint of the NFL season. Some teams, the coaches, the players, the fans are content. They like where they're at. But many teams are discontent with how the season is currently going. What about in our own lives? As we look at our circumstances, are we content or discontent? What if we could look at our circumstances and still be content? Let's unpack it. This is the Unpacking It Podcast, where we relate big sports stories to life and biblical truth. Our mission is to challenge, encourage, and inspire you to follow Jesus and become more like Him with sports conversations that truly matter. That's what I'm talking about! Coming to you from Charlotte, North Carolina. Hey, I just want to thank you guys one last time for being here. It's, it's the best day ever. Here is the president of Unpacking It Ministries, Bryce Johnson. Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast, where we unpack parallels, metaphors, and topics in sports that relate to life and faith. I'm Bryce Johnson, joined by Luke Heaton. On today's episode, we are unpacking the midway point of the NFL season. Where teams are at, how they're feeling, are they content, are they discontent with how they've been playing, kind of where they're going, their current situation, their current circumstances, and then we're going to relate that to our own lives and, and taking a look at how we're sort of feeling and viewing and responding to our current circumstances and what does it really mean to be content in life. And, and so we're going to look at some good scripture today and hopefully be uh, encouraging for, for all of us as we uh, as we dive into this topic. You can check out our website, unpackingit.com. If you have yet to become a subscriber of the devotional, be sure to do that. Uh, you can go to unpackinitcom slash subscribe. It goes out Monday, Wednesday, Friday in your email inbox. And we basically take topics that we talk about in the show uh, and, and you get to be encouraged in that way throughout the week. Also want to thank our sponsor, Sugar Creek Coffee. It's so funny, Luke. I, I've been having this issue with my coffee maker; like, water's been spilling everywhere. But even despite the problem with the coffee maker, the coffee still delivers. Sugar Creek is still coming through. Now, the coffee maker—I don't know what's going on. Something happened to it. But the Sugar Creek—it's delicious. It's fantastic. Look at the bright orange bag; it's delivered to your door. Uh, I was with a buddy this weekend, and he listens to the podcast, and he was mocking me. He actually—he was saying, "Oh, yeah." Buy two bags. Buy two bags of Sugar Creek coffee. That's right. People hear it. People listen. And so I actually brought him some Sugar Creek coffee uh, so he can enjoy some Sugar Creek coffee. So if you have yet to, 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 to check out some, some Sugar Creek coffee, go to sugarcreekcoffee.com. Use the promo code UNPACK. So don't just hear me talk about it and how delicious it is. You got to try it for yourself. So, Zach, if you're listening, you got you to order some for yourself. So, so now's the time. Um, so at Sugar Creek Coffee Roasters, they specialize in handcrafted small batch artisan roasted coffee. Again, sugarcreekcoffee.com use the promo code on pack. All right. I got one other thing I want to make you aware of. So one of our ministry partners is promise keepers. And, and so they, they, they're basically helping to get our content in front of their audience, their men. Uh, that they they reach out to, and so we're we're thrilled to be partnering with them. And I want to let you know about an event that Promise Keepers is putting on. It's called Daring Faith, an evening with Promise Keepers, and it's taking place Friday, December first, in Brooklyn, New York. So if you're in that area, you can you can go, you can get tickets. It's PromiseKeepers.org. The other opportunity is that you can stream this at your church. And so there are opportunities to, to actually you know, watch this uh, virtually and, and be a part of this great event. And so it's called Daring Faith. You can find out more information, promisekeepers.org. Some of the, the speakers, Chad Hennings, who's been a former guest on our show. Uh, also, Miles McPherson, who I interviewed when, when we had a, a conference here in Charlotte. Uh, Rick Burgess uh, from the Rick and Bubba radio show. I've met him before. He's a great guy, a good speaker. Um, so, uh, so that should be a, a really cool event. So again, promisekeepers.org and we're thankful for their, uh, their partnership in ministry and the work that they're doing to, uh, to encourage men. So, so good stuff there. All right. So today on the show, we're, we're taking a look at the, the NFL and, and really just sort of guessing or, uh, understanding how teams are feeling, whether it's the front office, whether it's the fans, the coaches, the players, you know, how are they feeling right now? And so Luke, we will start with our own teams and then we'll take a look at some other teams as well. And so for you as a Cowboys fan, are you content or discontent with where the team is at right now
1: I'm content with the team okay uh, I'm it's another year not being content with ownership uh, so that's just a <laughs> day in the life of uh, being a Cowboys fan but the reality is, we're not as good as the Eagles. We're not as good as the Niners. We played the Eagles really well. Uh, we'll be a wild card team, and we'll see if we can get something going in the playoffs. But with the makeup of the roster, I'm pretty content, especially with Diggs going down uh, for the season. Dak played a good game against Philly. So overall, I think the expectations of the makeup of the team is it makes sense with how
0: we've been playing. You got to be a little discontent with that final final drive there, getting that close, not not executing. That not was, I done. mean, that that was disappointing because Philly was trying to hand us that W, uh, and we said no thanks, no, no thanks. thank you. Yeah, we'll mess this up. That was that was <laughs> tough. So, as a Panthers fan, of course, very discontent. And I think when you have a young quarterback or a young team and you're rebuilding, you can have contentment, absolutely. Not the case in Carolina. We are very discontent. I especially am very discontent because I believe I said on this show I've made it very clear I wanted the Panthers to draft CJ Stroud, oh. and me- much of the fan base went away from that. They they bought into to Bryce Young, and I I tried I tried my namesake I tried to get behind it. I just don't <laughs> see it. I-, I don't see it with my eyes that that he has what it's going to take to be a franchise. Turner and and to to build the whole franchise around he has moments sure he's got some great characteristics and all that he's a nice guy all that it's great does he have what it takes I don't see it so I'm very discontent with the future of the team they went all in on Bryce Young it's not working out and it does it just doesn't appear that it will because I'm looking at other rookie quarterbacks I mean Will Levis comes in and lights it up I know he struggled a little bit on Thursday night but you can still see it you go wow yeah. this guy's got got an arm he's got a presence he's got the size and then, of course, CJ Stroud. I mean, the quarterback of the week. The yeah. quarterback of the week. Are you kidding me? Five touchdowns dominating. Things are falling in my, in my <laughs> studio because I'm so excited about CJ Stroud. And the Texans, a team that was horrible. They've been horrible for years. Yeah. They're very content with their future. And they found a great coach, too, in D'Amico Ryan's. So, anyway, that's my take on that.
1: Uh, I, my heart goes out to you because it is. <clears throat> To trade up to draft Bryce Young, it's obvious Stroud is that dude and also an incredible guy, too. So, yes, absolutely. And a, and a great, great leader, um, very vocal in his faith, which is cool. But yeah, it's uh, in different aspects, it's been a, a frustrating season for both of our teams. But I'm trying to push back on my pessimism that wants to rise up as a Cowboys fan and just say, you know what? This is probably how good we are, five and three, even it's though fair. we did lose to the awful Arizona Cardinals, and that loss continues to look worse and worse and worse. So that's
0: disappointing for sure. But every team gets one of those. Every team gets one of those. Kansas the, the City had, had that against Denver. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: And they lost bad to the Broncos. So yeah, yes. every every team
0: every team definitely gets one. It just it just happens. Did have the Eagles? Who they lose to? The Jets. That's right, yeah. The right? Zach Wilson-led Jets, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, um, so everybody gets one of those. But, but here, here's the deal. So we'll, we'll talk about a couple other NFL teams as well. So the word content is defined as in a state of peaceful happiness or a state of satisfaction. Discontent means a lack of contentment or dissatisfaction with one's circumstances or a lack of satisfaction with one's possessions, status, or situation. And so we'll talk more about that in our own lives. But when it comes to the NFL, like I look at the, the AFC North and those teams have to be pretty content. The Ravens are playing well. The Bengals are starting to respond. The the Steelers, uh, but their defense is solid. Their, their run game looked a little bit better this week. So they have reasons to be content. They're Mm -hmm. all five and three. So they all have a shot at winning the division. A couple of those teams, maybe three of them end up getting in. We'll see. Um, So they're, they're probably pretty content. Um, and then you think about teams like like the Texans, like the Jaguars, like the Eagles, like the Chiefs. They're all content because they have a franchise cornerstone at the quarterback position to build around. And when you get that taken care of and you, you've got that confidence, then you're then you're loving life. Um, now, of course, the you know, the Chiefs are playing for the Super Bowl. The Texans are just you know, they're they're building. They're, they're at a different stage in the journey. But uh, those are some teams that I would say should be content. Any other teams come to mind content or discontent today?
1: Oh, no, those are great examples. I I do want to double down on Baltimore because there was concern this season, a lot of unknown, and they have been crushing opponents lately, which is pretty awesome to see. And Baltimore's had some convincing wins, just handing the ball to Gus Edwards to Mm. tote the rock and get in the end zone, uh, which has been incredible. and and honestly the eagles have to be extremely content because the cowboys and the niners coming into the season competing for for the nfc especially in regards to seeding, have both already dropped games early if you're philly you're only at one loss the niners lost three in a row cowboys have three losses already you've got to be feeling great as an eagles fan in a weak nfc i was talking to a um a buddy, friend of the show, Dalton, the other day about, because he's he's a big uh, Chiefs fan and he's a lot of family members who are Chiefs fans. So we were talking about quarterbacks and how when he, as a Chiefs fan, I mean, Mahomes is having to face off against tons of great quarterbacks in the AFC. He's like, man, who are the best quarterbacks in the NFC? I'm thinking, I mean, is there maybe one or two A-level quarterbacks in the, in the entire NFC? The NFC the is AFC. weak. And for the Eagles to see that the Niners and Cowboys already have three losses,
0: they've got to be feeling fantastic. I mean, Derek Carr's got to be in that conversation. I mean, goodness, now that Kirk Cousins is injured, I mean, there's... Oh, I know. Jared Goff's got to be in that conversation in the I NFC. Know. He's he's a pro bowler. Yeah, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's, the, that's the reality. Yep. Um, another team that's coming off a loss, the Dolphins, they're still content because they solved... The quarterback situation and the the head coach, they they believe in both those guys. They've got an electric offense, so they're they're very dis, uh, they're very content despite the the loss. And then how about the Patriots? Shouldn't the Patriots be content? Should they be Should they be so satisfied with the number of Super Bowls that they won with <laughs> Bill Belichick at the helm? No, yeah. no, 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 no. They are very discontent. They're so discontent with Bill Belichick that the rumblings of could he be traded? Could he be fired? He, he did sign an extension in the offseason, apparently. But those fans are so spoiled that they're discontent. They, they, they are not happy uh, with, with this year's team. And in some ways, you understand it. But you also, when you look at the bigger picture, they absolutely should be content. Um, and then, speaking of Belichick, of course, his former assistant, Josh McDaniels, was Oof. trying to get things done with the Raiders, but that failed Miserably, and so the Raiders were very discontent with McDaniel's as their head coach. And so, what do they do? They made a change. So they fired him. And then, what do they do? They go out and, and win and, and beat up on the the hapless New York Giants, who barely. It <laughs> seemed very team.
1: content after beating the New York Football Giants, which is
0: just hilarious. <laughs> they were they were very content with that one. That might be the only one they win, but man, they're fired up about it. So they celebrate that one. Um, so, but but the key there is they the Raiders were discontent and they made a change. Um, And then I I think of a few teams where the first half of the season, it's really been about inconsistency and it's sort of confusing about what, what what are these teams? The Rams, the Broncos, the Colts, the Titans, the commanders up and down. They look horrible. They look good. They look somewhat great at times. Um, The Rams did for like a game or two, but uh, but so yeah, all those inconsistencies, I, I would say overall, those teams are pretty discontent uh at this point um and so really I, I mean ultimately unless a team wins the super bowl every season yeah. there's reasons to be discontent mm-hmm. and and even uh, even the eagles probably are discontent cuz they didn't win it last year right oh, so totally yeah the, the 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 chances are as fans like we're always we're almost always discontent right and so we yep. we we have these reasons to be content as we've described with these different nfl teams but that's sort of how things land oftentimes is man everybody's always discontent you just want to win every every game every every year that's how that's how it goes That's true um, because
1: again for the Eagles to to see the other perspective of what I said, even though they're clearly I say clearly, they have shown to be the best team in the NFC so far as an Eagles fan, you know even if our team has the best roster, which they definitely had the best roster in the NFL last year, you could still meet a guy like Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. That's right. And then the season feels like it's for nothing.
0: So it's hard to be content even when your team is dominating. I know. It's true. It's true. So as we parallel this into our own lives, let's ask the question and, and consider in our own lives. Are we content or discontent with the quote-unquote state of the franchise right now? The state of our lives, the the, the state of our current circumstances. Are, are we Peacefully satisfied with where we're at in life, or are we discontent with our circumstances and and we lack satisfaction with our possessions, our status, and, and and situations? And so, the you know the reality is yes, we always have reasons to to be discontent. There's always unfortunate circumstances going on all around us, and and disappointments, and frustrations, and losses, and 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 all of that type of thing. But as followers of Jesus we know who our franchise cornerstone is, who our anchor is, who, who, who to build our life around. And so when we follow him, we know where we're heading and we know we're heading in the right direction. And so this should lead to contentment, right? Yes, yes, it should. But unfortunately, we do allow those losses, those undesirable circumstances to lead to discontentment. And so we end up being discontent with our lives because we want everything to be perfect. We want more of everything. We want more mm-hmm. money. We want a bigger house. We want a better job, a promotion. We, we always want more, more power, whatever it is for us. We always want more of it. And we're unhappy when we aren't wi- winning uh, more a- according to the world's ways or to our own, you know, some somewhat unrealistic expectations in life. And so discontentment creeps into our heart, into our mind, into our lives. And, and so the, the, the one thing to sort of squash the, the, the discontentment in Hebrews, I was actually reading through Hebrews the other day, and this just jumped out to me. Uh, I don't know if I just hadn't, I don't know, had hit me this way before. But anyway, Hebrews 13, 5, don't love money. Be satisfied with what you have for God has said I will never fail you I will never abandon you. And and I just think that right there be satisfied with what you have. And how often in in my own life this is I would say is one of my biggest struggles. I'm never satisfied. I struggle to be content. I always want more. I want things to be better. I always think that I can be better and my circumstances can be better. And and so how do we how do we navigate this? Because on one end So that's positive, right? And so we'll get into that. We'll we'll get into the positive side of that, of of wanting to grow and wanting things to improve. But too often, we we find ourselves dissatisfied and discontent because we don't like what we have. We want something Mm -hmm. different. We want someone else's life. We want things to go according to my way, my plan, my timing. And I'm discontent when it doesn't happen that way. And so I want to be undefeated, right? I want to win every game by 100 points and you know, all that, that that mentality creeps in into our own lives. So let me let me pause there Luke, you jump in. Yeah, I think for most of us, probably all of us,
1: at times and for some of us most of the time, our lives are really about building our own kingdoms and mm. we you know, we are grasping for control pleasure, and our own kingdoms, sprinkling a little bit of of Christianity on the side. We Mm. compartmentalize Christianity to a Sunday worship service, or something that's important about me, but it's still definitely on the side. But sometimes we trick ourselves in, you know, I'm a Christian, absolutely, yeah, I'm living for Christ, but functionally, everything's about building up our own kingdoms, so of course we're not content, because our kingdoms have no security at all. So in this whole conversation, we have to break everything down to the foundation of what do we truly believe about God, and do we trust his character? Do we trust who he says we are? Because according to the gospel, we've been given everything.
0: Mm.
1: We've been given everything in Christ Jesus. God the Father did not spare his own Son, do we really believe that we have everything in Christ? Mm. If we do, is there anything to grasp at? Mm. We talked about this with money. Like, how can we not be generous with our money if we believe we've already been given everything in Christ? So, so what's to hold on to? Mm. So I think we have, we have to break everything down to, do, do we believe the truth of the gospel? Because if we do, then there there is no kingdoms to build because we've been given, given everything. We are of the kingdom of God. And again, it's hard, and this is a, a daily battle and part of you know becoming more and more like Jesus over time, believing more and more, trusting more and more that we've been given everything, and there isn't anything to grasp onto. But when we don't believe that, of course we're trying to build our own kingdoms and grasp onto things and have control, and we're not content, because we know deep down what I'm trying to build won't last. Mm. So when I see it crumbling away, I now try to build something else. Mm. And it just repeats.
0: That's a good that's a very good perspective. And and so we have to take a look at okay, where is my heart at? And so am I truly satisfied in Christ? Mm-hmm. That that he is my greatest desire and I'm satisfied in knowing him and knowing the truth. That I have my future in His hands. That that my eternity is secure in Him. What He did on the cross. That that He rose again. That that by faith I've experienced this this salvation and, and His grace. And so I'm satisfied in that. That that is that that's been taken care of. So that's the greatest thing. Mm-hmm. And so we, we sometimes go, well, yeah, no, that, that's good. But now I got to live. I got to live in this world in my life. And so to your point, now I got to build my kingdom. I got to do all these different things. I've got to keep up with the world and, and all that. And yes, we work hard and yes, we, we, you know, pursue ultimately what God's put in our hearts to pursue. And we mm-hmm. do with it with excellence and yeah, we want to win and, and, and experience success to a certain extent. So we, we, we get, we understand that to a point, but in that, in this life, are we then so discontent, though, all the time because we always want more? We It's never mm-hmm. enough. And and really, our circumstances are dictating our contentment or lack of contentment versus Christ. And so is Christ determining our contentment? And then, okay, I'm at, I'm at peace. I'm good. I'm good with him. I'm satisfied in him. All right, Lord, what do you want me to do? Okay, we'll go pursue this. We'll, we'll do this. And, and um, you know, I'll take a step here, take a step there and lead me and guide me. And, okay, I'm going to go through a, a, su- a suffering season. Like we talked about a few weeks ago, there will be suffering. And so, okay, I'm in a trial. Things are tough right now, but I'm content in Christ. And I'm content that he is using this for his purposes to change me, to grow me. And, and I, I've i mentioned it multiple times. I'm, I've been, this has been a tough season for me, tough, tough year. Couple, couple things, and just recently, God continues just to reveal himself to me. And and am I really trusting him? Or am I looking at my circumstances and then that is affecting how I feel and how I view things and my perspective is off? Or is it truly, God, you've got me right where you want me to be. You Mm. have given me what you want me to have, right? The number of kids, the wife, like you're in control. And, And do I submit to that? The yep. job that I have, the, the money that that is available, that's th- th- you've given me, and to, to think about, man, you are gracious, you are kind, you are good, you are faithful, and I'm content with what you've got, you've given me. I just want to be a good steward of all of that, mm-hmm. the, the time, talent, resources, all that, for you, Lord. So that's what we have to to, to wrestle with, and it's tough, it is, uh, but that's the the kind of the thought process and the heart process that we have to go through.
1: Totally. My uh, <clears throat> pastor just this Sunday was walking through the, the Ten Commandments as part of his sermon, and how they apply today, and uh, relating it to, you know, repentance, things we need to repent of in light of the Ten Commandments, and he, he was talking about uh, covening. And at the heart of coveting, do we really believe that what God has given us is enough? Mm. Or do we constantly want what others have? Do I truly believe God is good? He loves me, and the gifts that He has given me is enough? A- and the answer is for most, for many of us, there's many days where we don't believe they're enough mm. because we want what other people have. We want more of something. Uh, we want less of a difficult thing. But again, we can trust that what God has given us is enough, where He has us is enough because we look to the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. Is that not the greatest evidence that God won't spare anything mm. out of his love for us? We continue to have to go back to the cross because that reminds us, you know what, this may be a difficult season, but God did not spare his son for me. I can continue to trust him. And, and the amazing thing is God doesn't just give us salvation. He also gives us good things in this world, even though it's a fallen world, there's still so many good gifts He gives us. He doesn't just leave us to hang now. Oh, I gave you Christ, see you later. No, no, He gives us salvation in Christ, and also He's still so gracious to take care of our needs on the earth. So again, right. we have to look back to the cross when we're doubting, uh, when, we're, when we're struggling to be content. Is No, no, God gave me everything, mm-hmm. and I
0: can trust Him. Amen. Amen. And, and again, it, it's about... Looking beyond our circumstances to focus on the cornerstone that that Jesus is the cornerstone, and we build our life on Him, around Him, in Him, and and so when we do rest in Jesus and we rest in what He's done for us, instead of striving in our own efforts and more and more and I got to do this and that, and and we truly allow Him to be in charge of our lives, and, and then if we really depend on His strength, then contentment is possible. We can't, we can't be content without his strength. And, and so Paul describes this, and, and many people know this verse, but here's some context to the verse. So Philippians four eleven through 13, not that I was ever in need, for I have learned how to be content with whatever I have. I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I have learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it is with a full stomach or empty, with plenty or little, for I can do everything through Christ, who gives me strength. So, if we want to be content, it's through Christ. Yep. That's where peace comes. That's where contentment comes. It's not based on oh, well, I, oh, now I've reached my goals, or I've, I've got enough. I've, well, for one, it's never enough, right? We always want more of <laughs> yeah. uh, whatever the world says, and oh, more money, all that. Contentment is found through Christ, the, His strength in us, and and and, and us fully relying on Him, and so Yep.
1: If if no, you it's want true. It, it's available. I'm glad you read those verses, because related to this conversation, most of the time we read, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength, and we read that through, basically, I can go build my own kingdoms through Christ who gives me strength, which is, yep. I mean, how can we ever say that? Like, no, no, we can be content in all
0: circumstances, because Christ strengthens us to do so. Amen. That's right. That's where, that's, that's, that's what we can tap into. And, and so if we aren't following Jesus and we're not obeying him and we don't have the the proper fear or reverence of him, and we're not trusting him, then we're going to be discontent. And, and so when we do have discontentment in our lives, it's important to identify it and say, okay, well, why am I discontent? And, and so it's because we're, We're not relying on his strength. We're trying to do our own thing and we're not obeying. There there might be sin in our life and there's always some level of sin, unconfessed or unrepentant sin. And, and so it's important for us to address the discontentment and maybe God is using that discontentment to wake us up to, 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 to say, Hey, I need you to get back on, on the right track. And so will we turn to him? Will we rely on him and say, God, I'm discontent right now. I've been doing things my own way. I, I need you. I-, I need you to help me. I need your strength. Show me what needs to change. What needs to change in my heart, What needs to change in my perspective. and and certain times, even in discontentment, there is a a, a reason to change our circumstances, mm-hmm. right? We have to we have to step out in faith. We have maybe we've been surrounding ourselves with the wrong people or we're in a a, a job that God's ready to move us on from and there's a yeah. there's a level of discontent why am i discontent well god's working in that discontentment mm-hmm. but we don't remain there and 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 why is there discontentment um yeah. and so so that's a that's another important part of i think this this whole picture on on contentment as well
1: and and i think the the key to what you just said is we ought not to be fearful to bring our disc, our discontent to god mm. as if he's going to be some disappointed father How could you be discontent? you know all I've given you? No, he is compassionate. And when we are noticing discontentment in our hearts, bring that to God because he desires for us to be content in him. Mm -hmm. Not so that we can pursue our own glory or look at me, I'm the most content person in the world and compare ourselves to people, but because he desires for us to love him and to be loved by him. Is, is, is that not what basically our purpose in life, to know God and to be known by Him? Mm. That's what we're here for. God desires that for us. So when we're feeling discontent and we notice that, be honest with God through prayer. Mm. Confess that to a, a trusted brother or sister in Christ and pray together. And then God is faithful to work in that.
0: It's good. It's good. So two verses, a couple of verses to uh, wrap up today. So Paul writes in Philippians 4, 19 through 20, and this same God who takes care of me will supply all your needs from his glorious riches, which have been given to us in Christ Jesus. So we've got to cling to that. And then also in Proverbs nineteen twenty three, the fear of the Lord leads to life. Then one rests content untouched by trouble and when i read that i thought man well we still have trouble but kind of that that word untouched means it doesn't have to you know derail us right mm-hmm. that's how i i view that um we're still gonna experience trouble but we can be content in the midst of it and it doesn't have to yeah derail us that's, i don't know any other way to say that but yeah. um but the fear of the lord leads to life mm-hmm. where we we put him in his proper place we revere him we're in awe of him we respect him, we honor him, and we can rest with content with, with contentment. Again, because
1: that, that's not a—true contentment in God is not a—it's different than our kingdoms we try to build that so easily crumble. Mm. The, the amazing thing is that in the midst of hardship, in the midst of suffering, that doesn't—that's not able to crumble knowing God and being known by him loving God, and being loved by Him. In fact, in the midst of suffering and hardship, loving God and being loved by Him can often be elevated, or we can experience it more fully, because God's faithful to press in and draw near to us. So like, we can be content knowing that, gosh, loving God and Him loving me, there's nothing that can take that away. I, there's no, nothing more I can be content in than that truth. Nothing that happens to me, nothing that happens around me is going to take that away, God's love for me and my uh, opportunity to love him. Mm. That, that can't crumble.
0: The, the last thing I'll, I'll say as we as we end today, uh, this doesn't mean that we're complacent or we just we're, we're stuck, right? It, it means that we're we're satisfied and content in him. Like Luke's saying. And, and then we continue to hunger after him. We we want mm-hmm. to know him more. We want to to know his his word more. We want to grow. And and, and we do. We want our lives to, you know, improve in him, with him.
1: Yeah.
0: According to his will and his desires. And and so I think the way you phrased it today about building our kingdom, that, that that's not the more. That's not the oh, I want things to be better so that my my life is better according to the world. No, I want. I want to experience more fulfilling relationships and and I want to experience more, you know, joy in my life and 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 those mm-hmm. improvements. I want my character to become more and more like Jesus. Yep. And so we're content in him, but we're not necessarily complacent in or we're not complacent with, yeah, I'm good whatever, you know, you sit back and I'm just going to remain the same. No, I'm, I'm yeah. content in him and, I, and through him, I, I've, I've got strength to continue to, to remain content while growing and being transformed by him and, mm-hmm. and becoming more like him. Yeah. Um, so I think that's just a slight, yeah, yeah understanding. Great point. And
1: uh, I mean, I was reading Proverbs 16 this morning about, you know, man makes his plans, but the Lord establishes his steps. It's good to make plans. Uh, Somewhat related to what what we're saying, like, the the response is, gosh, can I do anything? Is that if anything I do, that's not sitting around and praying and reading the Bible? Is that me trying to build my own kingdom? No, no, like, related to the Proverbs verse, make plans. But realize that when and if the Lord calls you to something else, are you willing to drop your plans and surrender to what he would have for you? Mm -hmm. The Lord ultimately establishes steps. But make plans. Uh, that's what a mentor has been—a uh, a recent conversation with a mentor has been helping me understand that. It's like, dude, just make plans. Like, work well to make potential plans of where the Lord would have you, but be willing, even at the last second, to if the Lord makes it clear that these plans are not where he'd have you, drop your plans and surrender to the steps that he's establishing. In the same way, we're not supposed to just sit around and, oh, I can't do anything because I don't want to risk— I don't want to potentially build my own kingdom. No, go out and live, but with the understanding that ultimately God is sovereign, ultimately the Lord establishes your steps, and ultimately when what you're doing is ripped away from you, your contentment doesn't have to be ripped away. Um, so I, I think that's a, a great reminder, because it, it'd be easy to hear what we're saying and think, gosh, what can we do then? Can we do anything? You know, we just have to sit around and pray all day? Like, no, we're still called to live
0: and pursue things and work hard and do well. Again, is our contentment attached to the cornerstone, Jesus, or is it attached to our circumstances? And and so if, yeah, if our plans don't go according to what we wanted, are we going to be content? Are we going to be discontent? Oh, I wanted this to go my way. I wanted it to go in my timing. That's how, that's how I sound a lot. <laughs> I sound like that a lot. That's the internal voice yeah. that you hear. This is so silly. I'm so upset by this. Um. <laughs> And so, or are we gonna just remain, <laughs> remain content? God, I, God, this wasn't what I I thought it was gonna be. But hey, I'm I'm, I'm resting in you. I'm content in you. I'm at peace. Yeah. You got me. You're mm-hmm. not leaving. You're with me. You're not abandoning me. You're good. You're faithful. I'm clinging to you, and yep. I'm content in you. I'm satisfied in you. I'm fulfilled in you. My eternity is secure. My salvation is in you. Let's go. Let's mm-hmm. keep going. Keep changing me. Keep growing me. So that's the encouragement today. Uh, I know I, I I need to hear it. And uh, I hope that this, uh, this challenges you a little bit today. Uh, feel free to reach out, Bryce at unpackingit.com. Always love to hear from you. And uh, good stuff from Luke today as well. I'm Bryce. I'm a sports fan who follows Jesus. I believe in the good news that he died on the cross for my sin. He was resurrected, and through faith, I've been saved by his grace. I hope that is true for you as well. I hope you'll join me as we live life as sports fans who follow Jesus together. Have a great rest of your day. We'll talk to you next time right here on the Unpacking It podcast.